Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid. So scared to do what I wanted In looking back I can see all the mistakes that I made And I wish that I could talk to me And tell me I can change Don't be afraid Welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Uh, well, I think I was just trying to get the chat room open. Uh, let's see. Today is April 26, 2017, and I am just doing a show of very last minute. I decided I've been running around doing errands, and uh, and I just thought, you know, I wanted to do this show. We can do another one about deprogramming. So uh, here's here's what I'd like to talk about is that it seems that some people, when they leave, have more problems than others. Maybe depending on how much you believed in the stuff. Um, are you alone? Are you single? You know, are you with somebody who is in it, and you eventually both leave together? There's all kinds of scenarios, right? Like there's no one size fits all. But um, there was something, just for those of you listening, I do have a deprogramming page uh, on um, in Facebook, and it's called Deprogramming, of course, from from AA or any 12-step group. It's a closed group, so you have to ask, and I do a little screening. And, um, you know, uh, sometimes a troll gets in, like there was one that just got in. People can be really mean. I think it's interesting. It's something, sometimes these these people, these are not, like teenagers or 20-year-olds that are mean. Like if I look and see who's doing this trolling um, in the group if they get in, or like sometimes women in their 60s. So uh, for sure those those are AA people. Um, I don't think there's any troll out there that is, um, uh, you know what I mean. Uh, Anyway, so uh, here's, I want to talk about some of the things that make up a cult, and AA, AA's leader, Bill Wilson, and Dr. Bob, died a long time ago, 
And so people go, well, there's no leader. And I do think it's very, very different um, if the leader is still alive. But there are people who have taken the place of the leader, like, say, Clancy, who um, runs the Pacific Group. So if you're not aware of it, there, there, there is a sort of a subculture or subcults of AA that say the Pacific Group breaks a lot of basic tenets or rules that are in regular Alcoholics Anonymous meetings by telling you, like for women, you have to wear a dress when you speak and come to the meeting. Yeah, this is still going on. So they meet in a big uh, uh, synagogue up on Sunset in a beautiful neighborhood. For men, you have to shave your face, and you can't um, – got to shave and you got to wear a suit. And he does a lot of um, trolling – not trolling, I take that back. Uh, he does a lot of – I can't think. Um, but he's downtown, you know, in the mission, uh, looking for new new people to join his um, his version of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it is a version of Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, so it's a very strange group. There's the Atlantic group that is in New York that's a spinoff. And I believe there's at least the Midtown group uh, outside of D.C. There's some up in Washington State. And I do understand that there are some uh, in England Right, so, um, yeah, there's a, I want to hear this guy speak, uh, Stephen Hassan, and, um, you know, he's known as one of the Americans' best-known cult experts, and uh, I met him, I heard him speak, and it was a good talk. The thing that I want to say is that, you know, nobody, nobody knows everything. Nobody is like the, you know, um, have the answer to anything, everything, and I really wish that he would put um, Alcoholics Anonymous in his, uh, you know, say this is a cult, but uh, it's got a lot of characteristics of a cult. But um, I wanted to, I just was kind of rummaging through this book, and um, let me just say this. He's talking about unlocking mind control, and we're already in Chapter 10. It's like three-quarters of the way through the book, and it says sidestep the thought-stopping process by giving information in an indirect way. Every person in a cult has been programmed to stop all negative thoughts about the cult's leader, its doctrine, or the organization. So with AA, it would just be the doctrine or organization. Although people could idolize Bill even though he's dead. You know what I mean? I mean, I did. I I really think I thought, you know, he was like this incredible man that it was when I was beginning to find out about the truth about all the sexual predation and court ordering when I was still in AA the last couple of years that someone said, oh, you didn't read that book that came out like 10 years ago, or that would be like 15 years ago, that talked about how he was such a 13-stepper. And I said, oh, my God, I didn't know that. So anyway, um, it says here, um, the thought-stopping process is triggered whenever the person feels that someone is attacking the validity of the group. In this way, thought-stopping acts as a shield to be held up against any perceived enemy. They have also been indoctrinated to believe that their group is superior to all other groups and distinct from all other groups. Now, this is really, that's, that's AA. That part where you see a lot of people, especially, you know, well, you know how we are and we're different and only those of us who are like us can help people. That's total horseshit. And um, so that's just like the first paragraph of Key 6, right? However, a cult member does not use thought-stopping when there is no perception of danger. Since the person believes that they are not in a cult, 
but that certain or other groups are cults, it is relatively easy to have a long, detailed conversations with them about cults without them ever feeling that you are attacking their leader or their group. Um, therefore, the way to communicate with a cult member is indirectly. Um, so, you know, he goes on about that. And now, th- he has a thing called, like, you know, how he figures out if something is a cult, right? And it's called the BIT model, B-I-T-E, Behavior, Information, Thought, and Emotion. And we can go into it another time. Uh, I would like to have him on here, but I've not ever been able to get him on. Uh, and that's fine. Um, so I wanted to do some shows where I had people call in from uh, the deprogramming group. And there is somebody in the queue. I don't know if they want to listen or if they want to say something. So if you just give me a minute and if you want to talk uh, when I pick up. Just hold on a second. I just want to write something down really quick here. And there we go. Um, so I see people, you know, floundering. And we we posted something, or I asked questions like, you know, what things trigger you? And uh, I really, you know, I just started thinking about the word, like, gratitude. I think I was driving and heard somebody talk about gratitude. If you hold on, caller, and you want to speak, I am going to get to you in just a minute because I'm just doing a really short show, 30-minute show. But I want to find this list of stuff that I, I said, you know what, and what happens with Facebook is things just kind of go, um, they go down the line, kind of like a blog, too. Uh, and those of you who are, are out there listening, hi. And you can go into the chat room if you'd like. And I'm having now I'm having a hard time finding this. Uh, oh, boy. Wow. I just saw something else that somebody wrote. Oh, my God. What is this on April 23rd uh, about somebody else famous? It's endless. It's endless, guys. This is a big. I think the difference between some other cults and AA is that people don't get sent to Scientology or the Way or uh, you know or whatever cult, the Moonies, right? Um, the way that what happens with the courts, right? People would get sent there and. You know, I was thinking about another show I could do about the misconceptions. What are the myths or the lies are fed by the media, film, and television about what AA is? Because you know, I was talking with this friend of mine who was just visiting me, and it's like, you know, there's sometimes family members who are not even in it, never were, and they believe these things that are just so not true as well. I can't believe I can't find this long thread. Oh, here it is. All right, so on April 17th, I posted this question, um, and it just says, what are, the, what are things that trigger you that are, remind you of AA? So addiction is a disease. That got a lot of hits. Powerless, when people say, oh, I'm powerless. Character defects, just the word steps. Get a sponsor. Um, take the cotton out of your ears and shove it in your mouth. Your disease is doing push-ups in the parking lot. Higher power. It's spiritual, but not religious. And people can say this about other things that are not AA, but they still trigger me too. We were born that way. Oh my God, that really triggers me. You are only as sick as your secrets. That's a total stepper line. Making amends, stepper line, but there's other people. Fake it till you make it. Way AA. Um, everything happens for a reason. Oh my God. Now there's 
people that are in AA who've written really famous books, I think The Road That's Traveled is one of them, where then they start to get into our culture um, for people who are not even in AA. And they have, you know, people start believing, you know, oh, we, you know, we were meant to, you know, this was meant to happen. Everything happens for a reason. I'm like, no, everything doesn't happen for a reason. Like, who, who's, that's not a truth. Um, we'll love you until you learn to love yourself. One day at a time, did you call your sponsor? Um, we're broken. Oh, that's a bad one. The disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. Hmm. Keep coming back if works if you work it. So what were some of the things that helped me deprogramming? Well, I would have to say making a movie helped me deprogram. And uh, reading all these books, like you know, going to a smart recovery meeting, going to a moderation management meeting. So if you're, you want to deprogram, what I would suggest is go to any one of those meetings and just go to a few, few of them. Like if you don't have any issues around alcohol or if you drink, start to imbibe again and you're fine, um, it's, but there still is something very good about going to a different modality and hearing other things and seeing people's reaction and how they do it. Although I do know that there are plenty of AA people going to Smart Recovery and you know talking their, their bullshit while they're in those meetings. If you don't have a meeting around, whether it's Smart or Moderation or SOS meeting or harm, there's not a lot of harm reduction meetings, but there's harm reduction on Facebook and online then I would really highly suggest you go online and you read their literature and read a book. Read a book by you know Stanton Peel or read a book by Hank Hayes. It's called um, You've Been Lied To. Uh, any book about um, the Sinclair Method, you could watch Claudia Christian's film, One Little Pill. You could watch my film, The 13th Step. Uh, you could listen to these radio shows and you could, especially I would listen to the ones that are critical of the um, books, you know, like uh, the big book and the 12 and 12 and the literature about how it's just not true and, uh, and, and communicating with people about what is the truth. So I'm going to see if this person wants to talk. Hi, caller, you're live. Can I have your name, please? My name is Julie. Hi, Julie. Did you want to, um, oh, hi. hi, Julie. Did you want to talk or did you want to listen? Oh, no, I was, I called in to talk about deprogramming. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Um, um, I found all the same things. Well, first of all, your movie, The 13th Step, was a huge help for my deprogramming. Um, and I love so that you explored beyond just the, the predation that occurs in the movie. Mm-hmm. Got into how it really, you, it just... It instills in you a mindset, this brainwashing that's mis- it makes for a miserable life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I left AA about 40 years ago and just am starting to face how many inner demons I have that haunt me. Um, hearing mm-hmm. the list of those trigger words, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even, like, hear those things. You know, mm. I got sober oh. when I was 21 in AA, wow. uh, and I was in for 15 years. Yeah. And um, wow. it was just, you know, I think that, and the one thing I've figured out, I wanted to run this by you, is that, you know, on the outside, AA does a really good job of kind of representing itself as not a cult. 
Um, I think the way they get away with that is by pointing to the part in the big book where it says, we realize we know only a little, these are merely suggestions, Mm -hmm. but, and that's great, but in practice, it's nothing like that. In practice, Mm -hmm. it's like, you must believe this, the steps are suggestions, just like it suggested you open your parachute when you jump out of a plane. Right. You know, and if you don't do them, you're ostracized and shunned and punished socially. And mm-hmm. um, then what, I mean, I think the big book is contradictory and ass backwards personally, but it does yeah. kind of, it does kind of have some quips in there that would suggest it's not a cult, but it's nothing like what it is in practice. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, there was a time where somebody was being very dogmatic at a meeting uh, really a long time ago, 15 years ago, and she was saying to someone who was suffering with some mental health issues and taking medication, this was 2001 or 2002, and uh, something around there, and she was saying, you know, if you just worked the steps harder and if you just did this, 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 and this, then you would be fine, and you wouldn't need that medication, you know, and I, I, I knew that wasn't true, and I had not used medication, but I knew people, you know, around me that had, and um, and it was very successful with them, and I said, you know, we realized, I, I was using that line, and I said, well, we realize we know only a little, and uh, so that, uh, then, you know, she kind of shut up, and then the other person who was taking medication felt better by what I said, but I think that yeah. AA has a lot of doublespeak, which is very, exactly. a lot of like, take what you like and leave the rest, go when you want to go. But then once I, like say for me example, and once I was like seven months sober and things were really not going, I started to like break, like it felt like I, they were trying to break me and like break mm-hmm. my ego. And they were actually involved in other things that I didn't know about, which would be like, um, Oh man, some of that stuff that the guy from Narconon was in, or Gestalt—well, not even real Gestalt therapy—but like how you have to, have to break somebody before they have to become. If you're not going to yes. believe you're powerless, which I didn't, but I'm with you that there's a lot of horseshit in that book. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would like to go back and just ask you a question. So that's a long time, boy—21 to 15 years and four years. And you found that you 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 still needed some dope, like you demons. And, and to me, it's like, boy, if you oh, did not use yeah. that word, you will do like that is a word that I would say needs to go. Like there, somebody who helped me that there are there's words that are total triggers to keeping us. Like, what does that mean? You're demons. What does that fucking yeah. mean? You know, I'm like, what? Really? Okay, yeah, so <laughs> will you talk about just that? You know. That how you feel about why do you when did that happen and talk about it just a little bit please. Well, I, uh, it was kind of interesting because I was dying inside for a long time inside AA, um, mm-hmm. but I you know I got sober when I was 21 and so I was like the little golden child, as you right. can probably relate because you you yeah. know you get sober young and you stay sober for a while and right. and I uh, but I was dying inside. I knew it never felt right to, you know, be like, you'll never be like a normal person. You're always sick and diseased. I was like, if I'm always sick and diseased, then what's the point of going on? So uh, 
I was part of a group that was like, you know, you can't have a professional life because cuts in the cuts into time when you should be doing service. So I secretly really? applied wow. to law school mm-hmm. and I got in and I started attending in that moment. I never turned a call from a sponsee, never called my sponsor again. Oh, I never wow. went to another meeting. It was like, wow. was like breaking out of the prison. Oh my God. I was like, God. Fuck it, I'm free. I'm free. I'm fucking, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm free. Finally. Yeah. I can go home. I'm home. I'm home with myself. I don't have to live in this weird reality anymore. You know, it was yeah. amazing. Did you go through that alone? Did you have anyone to talk to about that? I did. Nobody. No, I, I lost all my AA friends, quote unquote wow. friends. And um, I didn't know anybody who'd left. I just threw myself into school. Yeah. And um, And then... I started getting therapy recently. Actually, I called Rachel Bernstein because mm-hmm. I heard her on your show. Because I'm a yeah. listener, I, I love your show and oh, thanks. Such a great thanks. thing you're doing. So important. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so, so much. So that was kind of, you know, it was the discomfort was in anything, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but anything that didn't go right in my life any slight mistake I made I would think this is because I'm not going to meetings and I'm going to ruin my life and end up in an institution and destitute you know Mm, if I did mm -hmm. poorly on an exam I'd be like this is because I'm not going to meetings because that's (laughs) what I was told like if you don't go to meetings you're going to die you're going to end in an institution or jail and um, any little that's my big that's my big hang up still mm-hmm. is that you know I'm I'm a danger to myself and others and I don't even know it you know they kind of wow wow it's pretty deep that that's whole deep deal. oh my god that's yeah. I don't feel that way but maybe because I did so much time like I feel like I you know I really uh, was there way too long and. Um, that with all those years that I just didn't, I didn't give a shit anymore. Like I could really see that I had wasted many years there. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I did a lot of good therapy in the middle and pulled back then. So some of the deprogram began, ha, had another layer when I got into therapy for my childhood stuff. And I mm-hmm. and then I did marriage counseling, which also taught me some really new skills that I really needed. I I read a lot of books when I was like three or four years sober. There was a whole like health group movement that went on, right. and I you know I think I did a show where I talked about all these books. But one of them was like anyway. I don't want to. I, I did a really short show because I didn't know what was going to happen here. So I just like seven minutes. But to talk about that, that there, I think it's great that you talked to Rachel. Um, Bernstein, and that um, I found her. I'd like to have her on again. Yeah, she's speaking out in Northridge tonight. Um, do you mind if I ask, like, what part of the country you're in? I'm in Denver. Oh, okay, um, Denver. Yeah. 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 So I'm in Colorado, and it's pretty militant. Um, AA. We. I was in a group where we had to wear a dress, and we presentable for speaker nights and you had to wear a suit for the men did and um 
Clancy actually sponsored one of the leaders in that group that I went to. Um, it's kind of modeled on a militant group out of Nebraska. And the yeah, I've heard of that. What's the name of that group? Yeah, I can't remember Fox the name. Hall. Yes, is that so it's called Fox, Fox Hall, Hall too yeah. in Denver? Is it called Fox Hall mm-hmm. there? Or in in Colorado in Springs where I used to live. It's called Fox Hall in, in Colorado Springs, yeah. Okay. But I live in Denver now. I used to live in the Springs when I was going to meetings, so but uh the the man or the woman who Clancy sponsored, I mean I I hate to make judgments, but I'm I'm just one of the most unhappy people I've ever met in my life. And I'm like and, and this is what, you know, we're supposed to want. Like, no, not so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah but I think hmm. Wow, that's so that's definitely a spin off. I didn't know there was one in um, Colorado Springs. I was in Colorado filming and uh we saw like big groups shrinking. You know, I I think that so have you read other literature? Yeah, the sober truth. I love Lance Dodes or um, yeah, Lance I'm reading one right now called How AA Steals Your Soul. It's self published. Um, but it's really good. Oh, who's that by? <laughs> I can't remember and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it's the it's called the twelve steps something or other. How yeah. AA steals your soul. I think I've um, seen that one. And it, well, you also have to look it up. Yeah, I think. Uh, and how about uh, like a smart recovery meeting or reading what smart recovery is? Have you gone down that path a little bit to sort of fill your mind with like you know, new ideas? A little bit, a little bit. I've, I've I joined the website and um, I have actually a life coach who's a recovery life coach. Um, and she's in smart recovery, and I actually, oh, I moderate uh-huh. today, like these days, and yeah, me too. I, I mean, one of the most, one of the worst things and best things about AA, there's no vetting process, so nobody's right. in there who's going to tell you, I don't think you belong. You know, you might not actually need to do this. Like, you might, this might not be. Nobody's ever going to. You're never going to hear that in a meeting, and. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, I had some people tell that to me, though. I did. I had a couple of people tell me that. Really? In my first two years. I did. In 76 and 77, they, there was a couple of people, I think, that were, you know, said, I don't think you belong here. Like, this is, you know. And I was like, what? And then, I, yeah, so um, do are you in the deprogramming group on Facebook? No, I just heard about that on your show today. I'm going to join. Okay. Um, um, or try yeah, to join. join. and. Join and then I'll private message you my my phone number, and I would love to talk to you oh, and maybe we could do great. another show where we could plan it. And a bunch of people did want to call in, but I just something oh, I'm sorry. just no no nobody called no one else called in. Um, I could see my husband's listening. Hi Kevin, he's out there listening. Uh, and then John Stewart from the uh, over the pond in the UK is listening too. Uh, I think that it would be nice if so. Ask to join, and I'll let you in, and then I'll give you my phone number, and we could talk. Uh, I think oh, that, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the smart recovery, because there are even meetings there. Not that you don't need them, and I actually couldn't. I didn't feel like I could go anymore, but I went for in the beginning research. But I did to sit in a group because we sat in groups like the way we did for so many mm-hmm. years. 
to sit in a group where people were sane and then even going to a moderation management meeting, which I didn't need that help, but I really wanted I wanted to see what I was recommending too. I think that was important that I know what the hell I was recommending oh, yeah. to people. And there's only a couple of meetings a week of moderation management, but it does change how you talk about it and how you like that stuff about a demon. And I, I wish we could, you know, all like quit saying that because everybody has stuff we've dealt with. But um, yeah, that's if we stop, true. You know, if we just stop using their language. But we, I didn't. I did need new things, new ways to say it, and you know, so th- that could be helpful. They gave maybe. you new. Yeah. I'm I definitely want to check out the moderation management. Um and just see what's out there. I think it's I think you make a really good point in terms of, you know, seeing different modalities. Right, right. Um, in fact and the it person doesn't just said be... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Somebody was, Oh no, um, you go ahead. Yeah, so in the chat room, uh somebody just said it's by Robert Howard Warner. How Alcoholics Anonymous steals your soul. I think that's is that the guy that sued and won? Yes, yes. Yeah, I had him on too, he and he he on. thought that his lawsuit was going to change like everything, and he was so disappointed when it didn't. You know, we have to change media. It's so disappointing. Right. Yeah, the law yeah. is so oblivious. It's it's really disappointing, but I think we're going to get there. I have faith. I I hope we get there. You know, yeah, yeah. and I do too. Are people you, like are you, you a lawyer in yet? your movie. Okay, I'm taking um, the bar um, in July. So, how exciting! How exciting! I love that story, though. How you just walked, you signed up, and then you never went back. Nobody ever called you. Um, no. Oh my God, that's intense. That's yeah, really. Well, yeah. It was a, quite a break. It was pretty. It was pretty severe. But I was. Really, I felt like I was three. Finally, I was three. It's the biggest load off. It was, it was good. It was like coming home to myself. Right? Yeah, I felt that you way know? too. I remember driving away from the meeting where I said, "I'm never coming back here to my home group." And man, it was incredible feeling. Really, really good feeling. Well, we have to wrap it up. That 30 minutes went by fast. So it's, it's oh, Julie, okay. right? Well, thank you so much for talking. Yes, and my oh, name you're on welcome. Facebook thank you for Juliana. calling in. It was really nice talking to you, and I hope we'll do it again. Everybody who out there listening, um, we'll do some more. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say my name on Facebook is Juliana O L, so that's what I'll I'll look like. So I'll send you a message and join the site. But you go ahead. I'm sorry. You need to wrap up. Okay, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This is Monica Richardson on Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Julie. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Monica. You're welcome. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you so much, and good night, everybody. Thank you. Bye to John Stewart and bye to Kevin in the uh, in the queue, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.